Inflame your love for God and have a comprehensive understanding of God's Word. Listen to Reverend Kweku Sumpa Osei, resident pastor of the Makanet Church International, North Legon, Agboba Branch, as he brings you the unadulterated and seasoned Word of God. Now, listen to Reverend Kweku Sumpa Osei. Closer and 
Can I sit quietly by your side? Can I kneel down in your presence? I am coming close to you. Lord, I'm coming closer and closer to you. I'm trying to feel your presence now. Lord, I want to be Hallelujah. What a blessing to be with you this beautiful morning. Oh, I just am excited to be to come your way this morning. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your blessing. We worship you. We honor you. We lift you up above all else. Indeed, there is none like you. And because you live, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. All fear is gone. And I teachings that he has given to us over the years and this is one of the fav my favorite teachings that he has given to us I want to talk about a message entitled why your soul is important Amen. why your soul is important and if you would turn your Bible with me to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 the Bible says that and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when you look at all that is happening in our world right now, you know, I was at an engagement recently and um, the father of the bride told me that, Pastor, it looks as if it will not be long. Jesus is coming. And I said, yes, Jesus is coming back very soon. But even though all the signs are there, somehow, it's almost like we can't believe it. We can't accept it because we are so used to life going on. But all the signs are showing so clear. Rumors of wars, perilous times. Everything is glaring and yet it's difficult for the sons of men and the children of this generation to accept the fact that it will not be long. Jesus will be coming. Amen. And in times like this, it is very important to decide what is very important and what is not important. Amen. 
And that is why I feel led in the spirit to share this important message. Hallelujah. So you see from this verse that man has been described. That man is a spirit. So you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Your spirit is actually the real you. And your spirit has a soul. Amen? Amen. And then you live in the body. So the human body or the flesh that you see is what actually encapsulates the real you. The real you is actually your spirit and your soul. And one day when you die, your, your body will be put somewhere, but your spirit and your soul will continue. I hope somebody is following me. Yeah. Now, the Bible says in Mark chapter 8, verse 36, the Bible says that for what, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Hallelujah. So quickly, I just want to share with you why your soul is very important and why you need to give attention to your soul. Amen. Amen. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you may feel hungry and you may have the urge to go and find some banku to eat. You may have the urge to go and find some kinky to eat. You may find the eggs when get some orange and some, some bananas to eat. Yeah. Depending on where you come from in the world, some people eat cornflakes, some people eat baked beans and, and sausages and uh, toasted bread. But if you come from our side of the world, some people may want to eat dessert early morning. Some people may want to eat hot kinky or hot fufu early morning. Or wild yams, very thick, fluffy wild yams with green spinach or kotomri, as we call it here, just to be able to pull through the day. But ladies and gentlemen, when you eat those things, it just satisfies your flesh. It fills your flesh. It is important to give attention to the spirit and the soul. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is why I am sharing with you this morning why your soul is important. Now the Bible is saying that what profit shall it what for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So let me just number one, why is your soul so important? Your soul is important because it is the inner man. Or what we call the cryptos man. Now, the real man inside of you, that is your spirit, which has a soul. You know, your spirit is the God part. The Bible says that when God formed man out of the dust, he breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. Now, your soul refers to your, your memory, your intellect, your emotions. You, you are likely to have those emotions and those feelings, hallelujah, you will feel your, your memory in your lifetime, the memories that you have as a growing up child, the memories you have of school, the memories you have of your life, you will remember it one day when you go to the afterlife, it's not going to leave you, that's why it's important to live a good life, hallelujah, because one day you will stand in front of God and your whole life will be played before you like a screen, some of you will cover your face, Mercy. mercy. Somebody shout mercy, mercy. at home. Mercy. Preach. Hmm. Mm. Now, Jesus described how the soul of a certain rich man suffered in hell, whilst the soul of a poor man was in heaven. And when you and I want you to turn your Bible with me to the book of Luke, chapter 16, from verse 19 to 26. Very, very popular scripture 
Maybe I'll just summarize it. But the Bible says that there was a certain rich man. And you know, if it was a parable, the Bible would have said that Jesus told the parable. So it means that this was a true story. That's it right. was not a parable. There was a certain rich man, and the Bible said that this rich man, he was clothed in purple. I don't know what I can compare to purple, but it's in, in our times, maybe the highest, you know when you go to England, they have different shops. Mm. Yes. You can have a jacket. If you go to the ordinary shops, you can have a, a, a suit, the average suit costs between 80 to 100 pounds. If you go to, you know, they have very fine suits in, in, in the city of London where I've visited a few times. But they are, they are different, they are in London, they are different shops. And we have the high level shops. We have the, some shops, you buy the suit, you are talking about 500 pounds, 1,000 pounds. Oh, yes, they are levels. Now, this rich man, the Bible said that he was dressed in, he was clothed in purple and fine linen. That means that his clothing was of the highest order. Mm. It means that he was, I mean, he was wearing, what are the designer, in, in, the designer, the designer suits that you can think about? You know, uh, Italian, uh, what, Italian shoes. I mean, his suit was from, cut from Italy. Prada. His perfume was Gucci. From the finest place in France. Even his underwear was specially made with silk from India. I mean, this was a special guy. He had money. Downstairs in his garage were packed Rolls Royces. I mean, and the latest type of cars that you could, Tesla and all the latest cars that you can think about. He didn't drive Korean cars or Chinese cars. No, no, no. He drove, I mean, German cars and, and French cars and top level cars. He was a rich man. The Bible says that he was a rich man. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. He fed sumptuously every day. When the Bible says that he fed, it doesn't mean that he ate. I mean, his whole life was sumptuous. Even in the midst of the hot sun, you know, we are now in March. March is the hottest month of the year mm. here in Ghana, Accra. And even though the sun was blazing, he was living like someone in Europe. Mm. Because in his bedroom, there was an air conditioner tuned to 19 degrees. In his car was an air conditioner. Even in his kitchen, there was an air conditioner. He had a nice life. He lived in a seven-bedroom house. Mm. The floor was made of marble. I mean, the guy had a good life. He used to go for holidays. I mean, before this um, coronavirus came, it was, a, it was a nice thing to travel abroad to have holidays. I mean, these days, if you say you are going to Italy, we all will say good luck. But in those days, I mean, this man had everything you could think about. But at his gate, there was another man whose story was completely different. His dress was tattered. He was lean due to lack of food. His eyes were sunken due to malnutrition. And the Bible says that his body was covered with sores all over. He was a sick man. And there were big dogs in the house of this man. And the big dogs had gotten used to this beggar. And the Bible says that these big dogs would even come out 
and lick the wounds, the ulcers. You know, the wounds. I'm sure the, I'm sure Lazarus was a diabetic because the sores that he had were not healing. You know, when you have diabetes, the sores don't heal easily. Yeah. No, my pastor is a doctor. And really? I, I, I also happen to serve under um, my, my lovely Bishop, Bishop Ogo, who also happens to be a doctor, so I'm, I'm a lay doctor myself. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the guy had wounds, ulcers all over his body, and even the dogs would come and lick the wounds. Yes. One day I heard Prophet sharing this story, and I believe what he said. He said one day one of the dogs forgot themselves and bit the wound. Mm. It's very likely because they have animalistic instincts to eat meat. So as they were licking the wound, I'm sure he, in the moment, the dog forgot that he was taking care of his friend and bit the wound. And the guy started getting infections and what have you. And before he knew it, he was in intensive care. He actually, one morning, he woke up and he was dead. But when he died, the Bible, Jesus, the account that Jesus gave, Jesus gave an, an amazing account. The, Jesus said that this man, angels from heaven, Spirit beings from heaven came to carry him. Amen. They carried him. I can, I can just imagine them coming from the realm of the spirit. But they did not come and carry the physical body. I am sure his physical body was... I don't know whether his family members came to claim him because he was a beggar on the street. In Accra, there is a part of Accra where they, they have they, they bury um, unclaimed bodies. Mm. Because there are some, in, in, if, you, if you've been to a crowd before, there are mad men and people who are mentally deranged who walk and roam the streets of a crowd. And occasionally, some of them die on the streets. Yeah. And when the, I don't know whether it's the police or the fire service, when they pick the bodies up, they have a place in a crowd where those bodies are dumped. They don't get them coffins. It, I, I don't want to mention the part of the city, but I know it's somewhere in the west side of the city. And they dumped the bodies. You see, you didn't know. Yes? Yeah, they are unmarked graves, forgotten. But the angels came not from the physical body. You see, the body, this body, one day is going to be thrown away. If you are a rich man, maybe they will bury you well. But if you are a poor man, it was really important. But the angels came for his spirit and his soul. And the Bible says that they took him. They took him to heaven. They took him to heaven. Now, after some time, the rich man also died. Because there's one common denominator among all men. And that is that one day we will all die. The Bible says that it is appointed unto men once to die, and after death there will be judgment. No matter who you are watching this video, yes, some people insult us as pastors. But one day you will stand before God. One day your body will be lying down. As a corpse, and your spirit will come out of you. It will come out. And the question is, where will your spirit go? Where will your spirit go with your soul? So this rich man, the Bible says that he he he, he, he died. But when he died, the Bible talks about what did Jesus didn't talk about the spiritual side because there was nothing interesting to talk about. Mm. But rather, the Bible Jesus says that he was buried. And I can imagine the burial of a rich man. You see, one day I saw a funeral. They had propped up the corpse like that in a chair. They kept on changing the, the corpse during the funeral. It was a very big funeral. Yes. 
when an, when an important person dies, you said they will paint the house. You know, one day in my area where I live, I live, I live in the Ghana East Municipality of Accra. Mm -hmm. And I will live there. I'm in the Ghana East Municipality. So I'm among those who, uh, uh, from tomorrow, are part of the lockdown. You know? And then, uh, 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 one day, the, the president was, that's our, our, our current president. He was, so an important person had died, and there was a funeral going to be held in a church in that vicinity. And the roads are very bad in that area. In fact, when you are driving home, it's as if you are driving in a war zone. I mean, the car will be shaking all over the place. But we suddenly saw that the excavators had come and they were leveling the road. They were leveling the road. And we were wondering, that, why are they leveling the road? Then I heard a rumor that there is an important man, a certain rich man has died. And that um, the president was going to, that is our president, His Excellency the Lord, was going to come for the funeral. And so they had come to make the roads because the person who had died was an important person. You know, as a pastor, I have been to different funerals. Some of the funerals, when you go, you can say the person doesn't have a lot of money. But this rich man, I'm sure they painted the house, they made the road, they did everything, and he was given a befitting burial. But ladies and gentlemen, when you continue to read this beautiful scripture in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus begins continuing to explain the story. Jesus said that, and this rich man, he lifted up his eyes. You know, when you die, things happen quickly. Before he knew it, he was somewhere. And he lifted up his eyes. And the Bible said that when he lifted up his eyes, he saw that he was in hell. And the Bible says, that, look at that. And the Bible says that the rich man also died and was buried and in hell. He lifted up his eyes, being in torment. He was in pain. He was engulfed by the flames of, of hell. His skin was melting literally, but he was told he was not dying. And he was in excruciating agony, brothers and sisters. And he was in pain. Hmm. Bible says that he lifted up his eyes. Now the question I want to ask you is that how can a dead man who has been buried have eyes, have eyes? It means that your spirit looks like how your physical body may look like. So as you are looking at me, I'm standing here physically. When I die, my spirit man, I don't know the color of my spirit man, I don't know that spirits have complexion, but the form is similar. And it looks as if the function, if he had eyes, then it means that he would have a nose. And if he has a nose, then it means that he would have legs. I'm talking about this with your spirit, which is the most important part of you, which has a soul. That's what I'm saying, that your soul is very important. Yeah. So he was in hell, he lifted up his eyes, and he was in torment. You know, the other day, my six-year-old daughter came home, and they are teaching them about the parts of the body. They are, every human body has five senses. The sense of touch, sense of sight, sense of smell, sense of taste, and sense of what? Hearing. And so this rich man, it looks as if all these five senses were being practiced, even though his, he had died and his physical body had been thrown into, or he had been buried nicely. The senses were making because he, he, he lifted up his eyes. That is what? The sense of sight. Is that not so? Yes. And then the Bible said he was in torment. That means that he was feeling the heat. That's the sense of what? Touch. And then what? He seen Abraham. That's the sight again. He saw him far. That means that his eyes were working. 
how can the spirit have eyes? It means that, ladies and gentlemen, this flesh is not all, it's not all that there is to you. Then the Bible said that he cried. That means that he had a mouth. And he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water. Let him dip the tip of his finger in water like that. Let him dip the tip of his finger in water like that, that he may cool my tongue. Just one tip like that, one tip like this, one drop. He didn't ask for, he didn't, he didn't ask for, he didn't ask for, for, for a bottle of water. He didn't say, please, can you bring me one, one bottle of water to drink like this? He said, just drop your fingertip like that. All I want is just one drop of water. There is a place where we don't ask for pure water. There is a place where we don't ask for a bottle of water. There is a place where we don't ask for. We don't ask for. We don't ask for a glass of water. We only ask for a drop of water. The kind of heat that is there, you will be very happy if you can get one drop of water. Today, if you come and visit me and you ask for water and I dip my finger in water and I drop, I say, oh, here. Would you like, would you care for some water, please? Here. You will tell me that this one is mad. I went to visit him. Instead of him to give me a glass of orange juice, a glass of, of pineapple juice, or a glass of water, he put his dirty finger in, a, 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 in, a, in water and came and said, that's But that was what the rich man, now he was going, he was so happy, he wanted Lazarus to be sent, and all he was asking for, he wasn't asking for much. He just wanted a drop of water. There is a place called hell down there where people now ask oh, not for much, just for a drop of water. And that's what the man was asking for. Hey, he said, for I am tormented in this dream. But Abraham said, son, remember. You see, your memory, remember. When he said, when, 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 the, when, when, when Abraham told him, remember. You see, it is your soul. Your soul is your memory. Mm. So now his soul was being, he was addressing his spirit that, Mr. Spirit man, it is remember. 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 Remember, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. Thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great God fixed. So that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that they will come from thence. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why your soul is very important. Your soul is important because that is the real part of you that will continue after this life. That is why it is not so wise to give so much attention to your flesh. Yeah, preaching good. Recently, I was doing a counseling session with some of my little children. You know, I have teenagers in my church. And I, tried, and I, I remember talking to you know, she's a science student. And as I spoke to her, I could see that she was so much into her academics. And I told her that you are a very intelligent girl. You are even part of the group of people being prepared for brilliant science and masters. But what about your spirit? You study your chemistry. You study your biology. You are giving so much. You are, you are educating your flesh. You are developing yourself. But what about your spirit? Mm. And many Christians, many Christians are guilty about this thing. 
We are so much into, into the maintenance of the flesh. You want to go to school. And you need to go to school because without going to school, you can't live on this earth. You need to go to school to be, to be able to survive. But what about your spirit? What about your soul? How much attention, how much development have you given to your soul? How much Bibles, how many Bibles do you have? You have textbooks of physics. You know, when you come to my study, I have different textbooks because I've also been to school. I went to university for four years. I did different at least I did, I did close to maybe 40 courses in the four-year period. Different courses. You see book textbooks on psychology, mathematics, econometrics, different courses that I did. But you will also see that I have Thompson James study Bibles. I have strong concordances. I have Matthew Henry's dictionary, fat ones, and different Christian books. I have my Macarius library over there and other books. In fact, I have more religious books than even my academic books. Because ladies and gentlemen, your soul, my soul, is more important than my soul. What I need is, is good. It's good that I learned mathematics and uh, economics and accounting to help me to live in this life. But ladies and gentlemen, your soul is more important. That's the real you. Hallelujah. That's why you need to give more attention to it. Yes. For many times, for, 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 the devil has managed to deceive many people in the world, including many Christians in the church. And so we don't have much. That's why people don't even respect the church. Because the Bible says in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 21, I believe, the Bible says that we should receive, is that not so, the word of God with all humility, the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. So when you have pastors that God has appointed to share the word of God, you see, people, people don't respect it. They, they, call, they, call, they call the church non-essential. That's right. Yes. They, they said the church is non-essential. So that one, it, it can be put aside. That's why even during this crisis, the church was one of the first things to be shut down. But ladies and gentlemen, you'll be surprised that the, the wisdom that you may get from the Bible may be more important than that bowl of rice that you think is essential to your life. Because your soul is more important than your flesh. Your flesh one day definitely will expire, but your soul will continue to live forever. And depending on how you, you treat your soul, it may either go to heaven or hell. The rich man went to hell even though he had a good life on earth. That is why you must be careful. The Bible says that you must work out your, your own salvation with fear and trembling. Hallelujah. Very, 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 very important. Amen. Amen. I'll give you the second point, and then maybe we'll continue next week when we meet. You know, the Bible says that. So I'm giving you reasons why your soul is important. Number two, your soul is very important because even when you gain the whole world, I listen to me, and you lose your soul. It's not worth it. That's right. I said it is not worth it to gain the whole world. All the nice skyscrapers in New York City. I know. And all the beautiful buildings in, in, in England, the Victorian buildings. Mm. If you go to Trafalgar Square, which is near Buckingham Palace, and all those amazing buildings, fantastic the, the infrastructure of the Bible that if you gain all of that, it cannot be compared to your soul. Mm. Cannot be compared. That's right. Cannot be compared. You know, when I was in university, I did a course called cost-benefit analysis. And in cost-benefit analysis, what, what, what the, the whole course is about project management. So let's say if you are given a project, go and build a bridge in this area, you need a professional economist to come and assess the costs 
against the benefits. So you look, what will be the environmental damage? Mm. How will it affect the life of the people? And then you try and quantify it. Then you compare the, 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 the benefits that will also come. So you look at the costs. You know, would they have environmental hazard? You try and quantify it in financial terms. You look at the, 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 the costs, different, different type of costs. Then you look at the benefits, the economic activity that maybe the bridge will, will provide. Then you compare the benefits to the cost. If the benefit is more than the cost, then you say, oh, then this project is a viable project. Let's go ahead and do it. But the Bible says that when it comes to the soul, you may gain the whole world. But you can't compare. Once you lose your soul, there is no profit in mm. Profit is equal to zero. I said profit is equal to zero. That is why your soul is so important. Preach. Many of us put the things that are important to our soul aside. And we follow things about our flesh. We follow our flesh. But what benefit is there? What benefit is there? You got all the degrees. You went to America. You went to UK to pursue your degrees. What have you? But you forgot about your soul. You did not respect your soul. You did not give attention to your soul. One day, you may find yourself in a place like that rich man. And God is not happy that you will go there. And that is why he has sent me to talk to you right now. I said, that is why he has sent me to talk to you this beautiful morning. Think about Mandela. In all his fame. Where is he now? Think about Michael Jackson. Think about all the celebrities. Where are they going to go? Where, where do they go? Finally, as I end, why is your soul important? I'm giving you three points today. Let's see how continue. Your soul is important because Jesus said there was nothing valuable enough that could be given in exchange for your soul. Hallelujah. There is no transaction that you can do that is valuable enough to exchange your soul for it. Mm. That's why your soul is very important. Some people do butter trade, they change things. Money is a medium of exchange. We have transaction. And depending on the, 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 the gadgets or whatever is being sold, the value is determined. Are you listening to me? I have on this pulpit an iPad. This is iPad mini. I, I don't know the value of this, but I'm sure when you check online, there will be a value of, of this thing. It may be about a couple hundred of hundreds of pounds. I have a phone. I remember I bought this phone two years ago. Okay? It's worth about maybe $300. Everything has a different value. Mm. But ladies and gentlemen, when, the, when it comes to the soul, it is what we call priceless. Jesus said, what will you give in exchange for your soul? That there is nothing that you can give in exchange for your soul, brothers and sisters. That is why God has sent me to tell you, you need to reorientate your value system. You need to reorganize your value. What is your value system? What is important to you? Even as the world, the whole world is gripped in uncertainty and nobody knows what tomorrow will bring. We wake up every day hearing new statistical figures of how many people are dying all over the world and how many people are contracting a strange killer plague. You need to ask yourself this morning, what, what is more important to you? You need to reevaluate your priorities. What are your priorities in this life? My brother, my sister, God sent me to tell you that it is time to put your soul at the number one place. And that is why in times like this, you must value the word of God. In times like this, you must value things that will give you faith. Choose Jesus. 
Choose to give your life to Jesus. Hallelujah. This is not a time to abandon your God. This is not a time to turn your back on God. This is the time for you to humble yourself and look for God. Preach. And when you look for God and make sure that you are right, you are the right standing with God. For some of us Christians, there's, a, there's an imbalance. Mm. Our spiritual life is down there. And our life, the, the comfort of the flesh and the things of the flesh is all up there. It's a, it's a mistake. Bible says that a false balance is an abomination to God. And as I end my sermon this morning, maybe you are watching as a Christian and you realize that you have not given enough attention to your soul. That's right. You have not prioritized the things that concern your soul. Mm. Maybe you are watching and you realize that you are a nice person, mm. but you've never thought about your soul. You don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Let me tell you something. It is not religiosity that will make you go to heaven. The Bible says that except a man becomes born again, he can never enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said that not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. I'm talking about having a relationship with Jesus. You need to be born again. If you are watching me this morning and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, I came from the presence of God to tell you that Jesus is calling you. He says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus loves you. That is why he sent his only begotten son to come and die for you so that your soul and your spirit will be saved. If you want to be born again, if you heard me preaching, then you want to say, Pastor, I want to be sure that I'm born again. I don't want to end up where this rich man ended. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want you to pray with me right now. Let's pray. Father, repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, this morning, this morning, I stand before you, stand before you just as I am. Just as I am. Lord, I know, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. Sin. Have, mercy. Have mercy. Please wash me with your blood. Please write down my name in the book of life. From today, I will serve you. From today, I will follow you. Thank you, Jesus, for the free gift of salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I love you very much. Thank you for listening to Reverend Kweku Sumpa Osei. We believe your life will never be the same again.